0: Hi there, this is Shorta, the host of the Adventure Games podcast, and before we get to the episode, I just wanted to briefly address what is happening in the United States right now, and more specifically the Black Lives Matter movement. And I wanted to add my voice in support of the Black Lives Matter movement and the people who are protesting and fighting for a better life and a better future for themselves. And I sincerely hope that as a result of these protests there can be some real and lasting change for these people. Um, And also I have added a link in the show notes to a PC Gamers article which includes links to places where you can donate and readings and writings that you can check out to, to find out more about this um and there are also links to how you can protest safely if you do head to a protest so wherever you are in the world i'm sure this hopefully this article will be of some use and um and yeah so please stay safe everyone and now on with the episode Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shoshan Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. I hope everybody listening is well and safe. In just a little bit, we will be hearing from Thomas and Laura as we will be reviewing Papers, Please, Attentat 1942, Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe, and Virtuoverse. But first, let's get to the news. We start with some online digital conferences that are happening in June. First, the PC Gaming Show is an annual live stream showcase of new games, never-before-seen gameplay footage, and announcements from some of PC gaming's biggest and most interesting developers. A new trailer will be revealed for murder mystery game Paradise Killer and you can check out this online event on June 6th. Secondly, The Guerrilla Collective is an all-new online digital games festival which will reveal fresh announcements, trailers, gameplay and more from some of the hottest indie developers and publishers around the world this event will also be hosted by Kinda Funnies Greg Miller. Genesis Noir, Suzerain, and Paradise Killer are some of the adventure games that will be on show at the event from June 6th to June 8th. The third conference is a Steam Game Festival Summer Edition. This is an event that shines a spotlight on games set to be released within the next year. At this online event, you can check out upcoming releases. Try them out with time-limited demos or short playable experiences. Connect with the developers behind the games and add games to your wishlist for a reminder when they release. Some of the adventure games which you can check out are Lord Winklebottom Investigates, Asylum, The Invisible Hand, amongst several others. You can check these games out and some more at this event from June 9th to June 14th. Finally, The Escapist magazine is hosting their very first Indie Showcase event. On June 11th, we will see Direct Style Showcase on YouTube, where they'll be showing off over 70 different indie games from developers all around the world, including Paradise Killer. Then, from June 12th to June 14th, they will be providing post-show coverage on YouTube and Twitch, Featuring many of the games you saw in the showcase via in-depth hands-on demos, pre-recorded gameplay videos, and interviews with the developers. This event will run from June 11th to June 14th. Now, let's get to the games news and first, Mist is being adapted as a TV series and film. People have tried to adapt Mist before, but this looks like it may actually happen this time. X-Men First Class writer Ashley Edward Miller has signed on to the project. Not much is known yet, but what we do know is that the producers, Village Roadshow, will rely on and expand upon the game's existing mythology to develop a multi-platform universe that includes film, scripted and unscripted television content. They will also develop and produce alongside the original co-creator Rand Miller, and his youngest brother Ryan Miller, as well as Isaac Testerman, and Yale Rice at Delve Media. No release date has yet been set, but we will let you know as soon as we know anything more. Next, let's talk about the latest Kickstarter adventure games. First, Saint Cotar, the Yellow Mask, is a free prologue of the full game Saint Kotar. It follows the mysterious events that precede a macabre series of murders, allegedly related to devil worship and witchcraft. You play as two fascinating characters, Benedict Donani and Nikolai Kaliakin, to unravel a captivating and branching story set in the small rural town of Zveti Kotar. Your actions and words affect the storylines you experience and the characters you meet in this dark place tormented by agony and sorrow. The free prologue and Kickstarter for their full game will be out on June 18th.
1: Would you describe this place as a hidden gem in the mountains?
2: Well... It is alluring, isn't it? If I had only ignored her request for a visit...
1: Everything feels so wrong.
0: Secondly, A Letter to You is a psychological horror game where fear and paranoia merge into a terrifying story. You can check out this game and pledge if you wish on his Kickstarter page, which is running for the next three weeks. Words have such great power. A simple letter can change you forever.
2: Mr. Evans wants to see you. He has a letter for you.
0: Wait! Thirdly, Necronomistor Black Friday is a slick first-person adventure game set within the underworld with a unique art style to boot. This game's Kickstarter is also still running for the next three weeks and you can check it out at the link in the show notes. There have also been other games announced and we start with Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1. In this story-driven detective thriller from Frogwares, a young Sherlock Holmes struggles to prove himself as he navigates an exotic, dangerous island in the Mediterranean to investigate the mystery of his mother's death. Whether you choose a brute force to solve problems or stay one step ahead of your enemies by using your wits to spot vulnerabilities, you decide what each situation demands as you hone your investigative skills. It's time to confront your past so you can become the legend, you're destined to be. This game will be released on Steam, GOG, and the Epic Store in 2021. Crowalt Traces of the Lost Colony is another game in development, loosely based on a true story. This is a narrative adventure which is merging the traditional storytelling with modern day pixel art graphics and dynamics. The choices you make will affect the course of events and you will draw your own path in this little and also mysterious town. This game is set to be released on Steam in the spring of 2021, but you can wishlist it now. Ever Forward is an adventure puzzle game where you play as Maya who is lost in a strange world somewhere between reality and imagination. She is alone to confront her despair on her journey of discovery where she must unlock her memories and confront her fears to unravel the secrets of the world. Players will need to use their observational skills and intelligence to solve multiple puzzles to piece together the mystery of Maya's past and what dark secrets she has buried. This game is set to be released in July 2020, but you can wishlist it on Steam now. In Ikai, Fear and anxiety prevail after the darkest tale from Japanese folklore come to life in this first-person psychological horror game. Set in a feudal era, Ikai revolves around the priestess of a shrine struggling to defeat the spirits of her past and her present. This game embodies the spirit of the classical psychological horror genre with a defenseless main character incapable of attacking the evil creatures. However, it explores a new sense of horror by making the player face the threats directly, nor fleeing nor attacking. This game will be released on Steam in 2021. The Girl of Glass is an adventure game featuring turn-based combat and hand-painted environments and is set in a fictional mid-20th century European country ruled by a tyrant eagle. You play as Crystal, the Girl of Glass, who is struggling with growing up letting go of the past and finding a future to believe in. On your journey of discovery, you will visit numerous places and meet a wonderful cast of characters to interact with, all in a very detailed, hand-painted graphics. This game is set to be released on Steam in the summer of 2020.
2: of a fragile girl trapped in a cruel world. One day, she meets a boy with a promise she simply can't dismiss. When her safe haven is in danger, she hurries off with the stranger. What happens to those she leaves behind never crosses her mind. As the story is told, the fragile girl grows bold. Even with an adamant spirit albeit, glass cannot escape its fate. The Girl of Glass is one part point-and-click adventure, one part turn-based combat, and one part visual novel.
0: Marcella Moon is a new Nancy Drew-inspired series which will follow an amateur sleuth around the world as she solves various mysteries. There will be a heavy focus on atmospheric settings, quirky dialogue, puzzles and stories infused with interesting historical cultural context. The first game, Secret on the Hill, is set in Sligo, Ireland, as Marcella sets out to investigate the disappearance of famous writer Amelia Goldstone. Some say she simply wanted to disappear. Others say she was kidnapped by fairies. Along the way, she'll have to explore Irish culture and mythology and talk to the locals in order to solve this mystery. This game should last between one to three hours, but future games will be around 10 to 15 hours of gameplay. This series is being developed by a one-woman team, Renee Hyde, who is writing, designing and coding the Marcella Moon games, and the first game is set to be released on Steam on June 16th. Finally, some new games that have been released include Sud City Adventure Games, which is a light-hearted point-and-click 2D narrative game set in a world of ordinary superheroes. We play a special agent with friends who happen to be superheroes experiencing minor inconveniences at their headquarters while not fighting crime. They're very important problems include a missing skull ring, escaped reptiles, couch entrapment, accidentally creating sentient robots, and more. She'll need to interrogate her friendly suspects and investigate all the clues as she tries to get to the bottom of their personal crisis so she can go home. This game is out now, on Steam. Another game out now is A Tale of a Legacy. In this game, you play as Derry Marlin, a young vagabond who has just settled in a camp on the outskirts of the city of Zippar. Derry receives a mysterious letter in which an unknown man gives him a considerable part of his inheritance. In order to collect the inheritance, he will have to travel far and wide across the kingdom of Arval, traversing many villages and regions of the kingdom. This adventure will lead them to discover who the mysterious Fayer Golish is and the motives behind leaving him the riches. Love, betrayal, mystery, tension, and entertainment blend together in this adventure that will delight the fans of classic graphic adventures. This is available to download for free on the developer's official website and on the AGS Studios website, which you can find in the show notes. And finally, Wanderlust Bangkok Prelude is an introduction to The Essential gapier, a playable memoir from the Wanderlust Travel Stories anthology. See the many faces of Bangkok in a new game from the makers of The Witcher, co-created with real-life adventurers. This game is also available now for free this time on Steam. That's it for the adventure game news and now let's get to the reviews! I am joined by two of my very best friends, Stormy and Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> Hello guys, thank stormy. you for joining me. Oh, Stormzy. Stormy. <laughs> well, that was a great start. Oh, bless you. You know who you, is. Don't you Thomas? <laughs> who? Who is more famous, Stormy or Rihanna? Will
3: you? We've had this debate offline, and it caused quite the stir, I will say.
0: And um, still,
1: no idea which Stormy. I know you don't. The answer is Rihanna.
0: I know. Bless you. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Little in joke for everyone else. Nobody's <laughs> yeah, what's going on about No one but knows anyway. what this conversation is, but
3: well
0: done. I don't think anybody cares either. But uh, anyway, if people are still with us, I'm here with Thomas Beck and Laura Kress. Well so, done. hello, guys. How are you? Hey. Guys? remember your names there. How are you guys doing?
3: All right. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, <yeah. Thomas> <laughs> <Still,
0: laughs>
3: sorry. Still alive. It's not the response you wanted, maybe. But okay. that's you still
0: alive. That's good. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, it seems like we're still in quarantine. It's like yeah. It and you know it's funny listening to other professional podcasts you know to record like us from home, and they are always complaining about having to do this remotely and interruptions they get and how it's difficult to record using Skype and Squadcast. And I'm like, this is this is what we do every week. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I'm not I'm not saying w- we or I am the heroes that the world needs right now, but oh. you know, it would be nice if people could clap for us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just, just putting it out there, because you know, we don't complain, but thank <laughs> okay. you. Anyway, we're moving on. We have a few games to talk about so uh, we got uh, Thomas is shaking his head there Don't sorry know, thomas, thomas. <laughs> this is uh, it's just the beginning guys got a l- I've long, already long... had a
1: very tough day and then you have to put up
0: with this <laughs> i know <I'm> sorry <laughs> i You're know long hard. long day uh well let's let's uh, let's start then shall we so we have got a lot of game to talk about we've got uh uh cyberpunk game to talk about later on and uh but first um Laura, you got a game to talk about, so just have one thing to ask. Papers, please.
3: Yes, well done. Very clever. Well done. It's just you've just said the name of the game, really, haven't you? It's, yes, not, but, I mean, it's not really it's a, nice a pun, segue.
0: is it? I mean it's a nice segue. I mean, if you have to go traveling now, you Okay, moving on. <laughs> that
3: doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> it never makes sense. You try coming up. <laughs> oh. up with a better segue.
3: Yeah. Okay. So yes, I I have gone back. Obviously, this is not a new game at all. This was out in 2013, and it was it sort of. Made waves when it when it did come out. It you know everyone was sort of talking about this game uh, by Lucas Pope, who obviously more recently has done Return of the Obra Dinn. Um But basically, it's one of those games that I've kind of always played, maybe a little bit of, and never properly finished. But I thought, oh, you know what? I've got this time. I'll I'll give it a go and I'll properly get down to it. And you probably know what it's all about really but if you don't you're basically it's a very sort of simple concept but it gets more complex as you go along you're playing this sort of immigration official in this fictional sort of uh east european land of our stotska uh and you are basically on the border and you have to um reject or accept people's uh, passports depending on if they um are correct basically there's a list of rules and you have to look and make sure that the the rules verify those rules and if they're correct then you let them through the border and if they're not correct then you reject with your little rubber stamp which is very satisfying to use and it's just a, a little top-down display of you inside your little uh border tower um but i think what makes this An excellent game and it's not just the the puzzles because the rules get more and more dense as you go on like foreigners need this kind of permit and then if you're going to work there you need a certain work permit and it gets more and more confusing near the end there's a pro- there's about 10 different rules that people have to follow and it could take you maybe five minutes just looking at one person's like five different documents to see if they should actually be allowed through because it's kind of like a spot the difference thing where you're you know you've got to look at their passport is the does the date align on the passport with the work id and all that kind of thing but what makes it great is as well as it's fun to kind of be like catching people out is that the little stories that sort of slip through um so you know there might be someone that's saying like oh you know please let me through I, I've got a um I've got to go for surgery and if I don't get through you know I don't know what I'm going to do and it's whether you kind of allow that to happen and the game really wants you to like sort of Choose on it's not like a sort of thing if you don't choose, nothing will happen. Things will happen if you decide. There are 20 different endings for this game, which I think is ridiculous. Wow, yeah, <laughs> and some of the endings, that, are how, how many did really you die. get? So far, I think I've got about four or five. Um, some of the endings are literally just like if you just don't do enough, if you don't save enough money, because at the end of each little day. It will say, oh, you know, you've got this much money for rent, this much money for food, and you've got your family with you as well and you have to pay for them. And at the very beginning, they're often like hungry and cold because you just don't have the money. But <laughs> so like one of the endings could just be like they all died and that's an ending. So it's not like an ending to the very end of the game. It can be everybody died and you that's it. And then, But the point is you can replay from the day where that happened and then restart again. So you'd have to restart from the whole beginning um but yeah there's like I said there's just these like little human moments that slip through there's like a woman that slips you a little love note that she wants you to let her through and you can keep the love note and give it to somebody else and there's just kind of little fun things you can play with you know there's a guard that sort of tells you oh you know if you detain more people um I'll give you a a bunch of the profits basically so it's like oh how far how corrupt are you going to go so it's a very simple premise but as the story goes on, there's just more and more uh, concept for creativity and imagination. And it's just amazing really what Lucas Pope did with a very sort of simple premise and great humor as well. I think the game's got brilliant humor. Um, but yeah, the, it all builds up to, to a sort of ending of, you know, what's, what is going to happen with you and your family? Are you going to survive? Are you going to become part of this order or what's going to happen? And um, yeah, it's, it is difficult as, as well. <laughs> you know, there's, mm. You, you basically get two chances where if you don't, uh, if you let someone through basically and they shouldn't have got through, like the, the date was wrong or the uh expiry date was out or something you get two chances to, to let that happen and after that uh, you start getting penalties and then you get sort of f- money deducted from your uh savings for the day which you i mean you don't get much anyway so it's <laughs> uh it's not good um and it's basically it's a sort of top down sort of 2d graphics view so it's quite a simple basic um screen that you're looking at but it's i think that kind of works in the concept of your um just at this very sort of functional East European place. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's good fun, fun how it sort of builds upon that. Like there are terrorist attacks. You have to grab a tranquilizer gun at points and try and tranquilize your uh, opponents. So it builds on all these different things. And um, you, I can sort of see from Papers, Please, how he went into something bigger like Return of the Obra Dinn because it's still got that kind of quite complex technical puzzle side. Um, but with a personal really well-told sort of narrative as well. Um So, I mean, e- even though it's it's now been seven years <laughs> since that game has come out, I would say if you're looking for, for something that's quite uh, pleasing puzzle-wise, but also has got, you know, little glimmers of hope, uh, quite fun sort of narrative side, I would definitely suggest Papers, Please. I mean, there's still lots of endings for me if I wanted to, to try and find. And I've probably still played about five hours. So, it's what you want to invest into it you can probably get one or two endings and maybe take 3 hours or if you want to find all of them that might take you like 7 or 8 so it's quite a good game in that in that sense like however much
0: you want to invest into it you can yeah i remember i played it about 5 years ago now and yeah i don't remember a huge amount but i do remember i really loved it and as you said it's such a simple premise that yeah
3: great first... premise great premise
0: I was thinking, how can you possibly make this interesting if you're just stamping passports? Yeah, because I think that's what
3: you try and explain to people, you're like, you're an immigration yeah. official, you stamp passports. <laughs> but okay, so the the, the puzzle concept is quite fun because I quite enjoyed it when you, you look at all these documents and there's all these, like, they've got the name wrong on one of the documents or there isn't the right stamp. When you find that out and you basically have to select that and highlight it and then interrogate them um and that's quite that could be quite fun like when you'd spot that you're like aha Mm. but also it's the little narratives in between you know that that what's going on like the people telling you the stories and you get to decide all right am i gonna let i'll let this slide this one time you know can i do that and just how much how you want to play it basically it's your world to sort of own and and decide how you want to play it
0: Yes, because then you have people who, from what I remember that their the the name is wrong in their passport, but then if you don't let them in that something might happen to them. they might get killed or they might get hurt, so that will that be in your conscience <laughs> yeah. yeah and wasn't, wasn't there like some sort of religious group or cult as well or something yeah i don't uh, want to
3: give too much away about that because yeah someone there who's like maybe gonna you know challenge the government and you could be a sort mm. of corrupt person i i kind of played it like i was all sweet to the government on one side but in the other side i was letting these people through <laughs> and being like yeah that's great and it just gives it really like you you, you get a lot of choice and in, in such a little amount of say it's it's a really it's fascinating fascinating Idea, and how how he built upon that is just really cool. There's so many different options in the end, and and as I said, a lot of humor as well. It sounds like it's a very serious thing, but right, yes. you know, there's bits where you you have to scam people, um, and uh, you you see like their full. Like you could choose not to, but you you can you see their full naked body and like you if you look at the picture and then like they've got like knives t- taped to their back and you have to be like, okay yeah you know I don't think you should be bringing this through really should you um so there's just kind of funny weird moments like that and you also weirdly even though you're just looking at this screen of you inside this like box you still build a rapport with people um just through like little moments like that it's just kind of silly moments. the sort of recurring characters as well yeah the same
0: yeah. I remember that yeah, yeah I mean I can't do it too much because <laughs> 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 I don't remember like it's years ago when yeah, I but yeah, yeah no it I still remember absolutely loving it and you know what you're saying you now bringing me back I'm like yeah maybe I should play it again it, I
3: mean it is a very old game so obviously I appreciate hmm. probably a lot of people have already played it but if you haven't hmm. it, it's one of those I think that people have heard of and, and be aware of what it's all about but maybe not played for whatever reason but I would say give it a go like it's not it's not a hugely long game but it's very addictive incredibly addictive I mean I'd be playing it and I'd be like oh one more day go on I'll, I'll do one more and then I'll see how it goes Um, and it's the same He's, it's the same with what he's done with Return of the Oprah Din. so if you've enjoyed that more recently then definitely give Papers Please a go as well
0: Yeah since then we've had several games you know like this we had Not Tonight which haven't played yeah, but you not- have a similar concept and then there's another game which uh i've forgotten the name of it but i won't say i wouldn't say anyway but it just completely ripped off this game oh really okay I, I it was on facebook they had a trailer and just everything was the exact same Really, uh, the way it looked the gameplay was at least not tonight was the same similar concept oh, where well, you're like a bouncer because, yeah yeah, but something. I haven't played it yet. I just played a demo at Adventure X two years ago. But at least it still has its own identity, whereas this other game just completely rips off Papers, Please. But that's the effect that a game has had. You know, it's uh, it won several awards. I see as well. It won. Be- numerous best game of the year awards. I,
3: I think when it came out, it was a huge hit, considering it's a yeah. single man, a single guy doing a, as, as the developer. Yeah, it's incredible. It, it was just Lucas, and it was yeah. Um, it, the the I think that's testament to the power of the narrative that he tells, really through through this tiny little world. And yeah, it's the best story of twenty thirteen, grand prize winner, IGF twenty thirteen. Best game in twenty thirteen, The New Yorker. Yeah, crazy. This is astonishing for. This is his first game as well. First, first ever game. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. obviously a very talented developer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and he, if you want to check I out showed... my review of him at the uh, back, the game. Yeah, uh, not review. <laughs> my interview. With him. Yeah, I reviewed him. I was like, you excellent Pop. developer.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> and stars. Well done. Well done, Lucas. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I could review him, I'd say. He was very good. <laughs> Top
0: notch. The, and if you want to review player. the interview. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I remember it, you know, it it was astonishing, you know, just a simple concept and just how good it was. And there's actually a short film. Did you guys know that? I haven't seen it, but I see here that there is paper to be the short yeah. film.
3: I've not seen yeah. that,
0: but that looks interesting. So... Yeah, no. I mean, I'm curious to start playing it again now. I've got it on my iPad all those years ago, so um, because it's a type of game you could play on your iPad or on. Yeah, that's mobile. the beauty of it as well.
3: It's very much. It's, it's just It's not technically. There's no sort of hmm. technical needs for it. It's it's very easy to play. Play it on the laptop. Uh, play it on an iPad. It's quite easy to pick up and play.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, well, that is Paperless Please. If you haven't played it, both myself and Laura would highly recommend that you. Check it out. It's also cheap now on Steam. It's uh, nine euros, I think, which is well worth it.
3: Yeah, definitely. I
0: think for uh, playing game, it's not, a, game it's not this- a
3: short game either. You will be at least three or four no, hours playing I, it. So,
0: and you can also replay it, as you mentioned, and get different uh, different results and different endings and different things that happen based on your decisions and choices throughout the game. So, um so yeah, so that is Papers, please. And so, thank you, Laura. You haven't played it, Thomas, have you? No, no, my first uh, introduction to Lucas Pope was uh,
1: <clears throat> Return of the Oberden.
0: It's my review. That's not a bad introduction either. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, that, was, uh, that was, the guy is uh, an exceptionally oh, unique, yeah. unique developer.
3: I just love I mean, I don't... he seems to trade in this idea of making games out of weird jobs, <laughs> like weird, boring jobs, like an immigration official and he, an insurance is, uh... agent.
1: Yeah, he yeah. he does what what Stephen King does for horror because Stephen King can make ordinary things very very scary, yeah. and uh, Lucas Pope can make ordinary jobs very very exciting.
0: Yeah, completely. <laughs> Definitely. Well, myself and Thomas, uh, we took a deep dive. Into the Orbident, hey! We, <laughs> we we did <laughs> we did oh, review bad. the game. <laughs> I need more, actually. <laughs> <But> we, <laughs> we reviewed the game, uh, spoiler-free, which is quite hard, actually, because some very interesting things happen in that game. Yeah. And also when we're trying to talk about the story, because the game starts from the end. and uh, this is Orbident. Yeah. And um, so I don't know which game I prefer, Obradin or is Please, because I love them both.
3: Oh, I would say just Obradin,
0: just probably a bit of a better game. Yeah, I think he's able to use what he learned with Papers. I mean, Papers Please is still absolutely fantastic. Yeah, completely. Yeah, <laughs> but, <Play them> both. <laughs> So both. I would say play both of them. Yeah, definitely. yes. So okay, well that was Papers Please. So thank you, Laura. So. Uh, the next game we're going to talk about, we're going to. So, this was a fictional Eastern European country, and now we're going to go to a real Eastern or Central European country in Czech Republic or, or Czechoslovakia, as it was back then. So, this game I played co- was called Attentat 1942. Have you guys heard about this? And it's not a, it's not a new game either. I've but- seen it on Steam, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was released in 2017 by Charles Games. They're a Czech uh, development studio. So uh, in this game, it's set in 2001 in Prague. And you get a phone call from your mother who says she's going to go to the hospital to visit your grandfather, who's in a coma hospital. So she asks you to go to your grandmother's house and to help her. She's moving out to... Uh, for our apartment, so you discover an old radio. You make comment to your grandmother about the radio, and she says that, "Oh, this is the radio where your grandfather and I we heard about the assassination of, uh, I believe his name Reinhard Heydrich, back in 1942 in Prague." Now Heydrich was an SS commander for the Nazis back in 1942, and even for the Nazis, he was a really, really bad person. So he was assassinated in 1942. And this game, it's uh, set in what the present day is 2001, but then there are also flashbacks and set in 1942. And so the present day is FMV style games, like an interactive documentary, like first person. So you have these questions that you have to ask uh, the characters. So... Uh, you have to decide how to get best, or best get the information out of them. So your grandmother says that in 1942, shortly after listening to the report about Heydrich's assassination, that the Gestapo came and arrested your grandfather. So you're curious and you want to find out more. So you go meeting people in 2001 uh, to try and find out the story, try and find out what happened to your grandfather, why was he arrested and what happened to him because he hasn't really told anybody the story. And then the flashbacks are told in the form of an interactive uh, comic and our visual novel style as well, which look absolutely beautiful. And there are some kind of mini games in in there as well. So you have, for example, you have to hide uh, leaflets from the Nazis. You have a certain amount of time to do so. You also have, for example, um, poetry slam. So you play as your your grandmother in flashbacks and a German guy, German... Uh, commander shall we say is interested in her and she has to turn him down but very gently and so she used to use poetry then to do that which is quite fun so the, and so the mini games i think work and then also regarding the story it now we spoke two weeks ago uh, thomas you spoke of a summit of the wolf that had some very challenging topics this game is also, are similarly challenging topics, it well naturally talks about the Nazi occupation of the, uh, Prague in 1942. It talks about some atrocities that the Nazis committed, and also it does go talk about the Holocaust. Now, it deals with them very, very sensitively, and there's nothing too graphic in the game. The developers told me it's a 12A get certificate game, and I, after playing the game, I would agree that it's um, you know it, it it can be played with you know 12 year old and over, I would say. And also, if, if you are interested more about uh, the, the story of what happened, this game also comes with an encyclopedia. So as soon as you hear about topics in the game, you can then read more in the game, in this in-game encyclopedia, so you can hear more about it. It's completely optional. You don't need to to do that so it works both ways if you want to play for the story and for the gameplay you can do that as well you can play for the investigation aspect and if you're interested in history and the second world war you can play for that as well and um, the, it's in check So, with English subtitles. So, I thought that helped as well. That made it feel more authentic. So, you have these actors in the present day who speak in Czech, and it just felt more authentic for me. And at least for me, they felt very natural. They felt very authentic as well, that at no point did I think that they were actors. And uh, yeah, I was fully invested all the way through as well i found it was a really really interesting game that you can use it's also used to teach um second world war at some schools as well but it can be used um for well i mean i don't want to say fun but yeah it was fun to play and i suppose the one thing that i would have wanted was i would have liked it to be a little bit longer but then again that's because i was enjoying it a lot and um it uh you know i was like oh i want you know want more out of this game i was really really enjoying it so but um, yeah, I would definitely recommend this game, At Tentat 1942. It, I think, what they've managed to achieve with this game is really quite astonishing as well. Um, considering you know the resources, very professionally made. The FMV sequences, it's uh, very professionally directed, and it feels like a proper interactive documentary. And the uh, interactive comics, visual novels work well. Flashbacks as well. Um, very interesting story as well, and the gameplay works. So I would definitely highly recommend it. Now, again, it does deal with some challenging topics. So be aware of that as well. So uh, this game is out now. It's called Attentat 1942. And I believe the developers are re-releasing it. They've kind of remade the game on Unity. So they are re-releasing the game. Now not much will have changed, but the developer told me that it's just to make things flow better. Um, now, I played the old version and still really, really enjoyed it. So. Um, I would definitely recommend it. And they're also set to release a sequel kind of to this game called Zvoboda 1945. Apologies for my Czech pronunciation. But this is about another event that happened in Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia at the time, 1945. So, um, really, really interesting. And also, my interview with the developers, Charles Games, will be next week. So, awesome. if you want to hear more about that. So, that is Attentat 1942. So right, it, won, yes. it won quite a few awards too. Yeah.
1: It was as a well. Finalist yes. on I... the Independent Games Festival, uh Amaze, Most Amazing Game 2018, Central and Eastern European Game Awards, Hidden Gem 2018, Games for Change, Best Learning Game 2018, Czech Game of the Year, TGI, yeah, it won a ton of uh
0: Yeah, and well deserved, I think. It's a it's a fantastic game. As I said, it's uh really well done because you know, with a topic like this, you know, with uh, well, different topics dealing with, uh, you know, Nazi occupation and atrocities that they committed and the Holocaust as well, it's very difficult to do right, shall we say, for a game. But they've done it, I think, at least. They have managed to do it very sensitively and tell an interesting story. Um, they used uh, what the developer told me is they used six researchers for the dialogue and for the, you know, the story to make sure it is authentic. That it's not, the characters are fictional in this game and the overall story is fictitious, but it's based on true experiences. So that's why it does come across as authentic because they're all based on different real events that happened. So um, so yes, yeah, the awards are well-deserved in my opinion and I'm really looking forward to Svoboda 1945. I cannot wait to play that. So definitely, I'd highly recommend this game. It took me about four hours to play, so not not too long either. But you know, again, it felt right. I would like more, but then, um, and the developers told me as well, that for Svoboda 1945, they're making some improvements as well. They're making the present day scenes more interactive as what well. Is the, what is the
1: title?
0: Uh, well, it's S V O B O D A for Svoboda. <laughs> I, okay. I can't say it. <laughs> you, you just want me to say it again and again. No, <laughs>
1: no, no. I thought you said Sverboten.
0: Uh, but oh. it's not... Yes uh... no, z- Yeah, Zvoboda. I mean, yeah. Again, I don't speak Czech, as people can probably tell. I
3: don't speak
0: Czech. <laughs> <laughs> but i make the music. All right, so <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of someone who needs... More alcohol. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not going to explain myself. <laughs> is, is this
1: the, a sly hint to the Eurovision Song Festival?
3: <laughs> Always. Everything is.
0: Yeah, that's a. <laughs> I was going to ask that, but um, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyway, that was Attentat 1942, which can be bought on Steam. And now we finally get to some new games. Uh, Laura, you had uh, another game. Wow! Well, what a surprise! <laughs> only, only two this week. And, uh, sorry, I know. Sorry, I've let the side. I'm yeah, very disappointed. You. Just, just two games. <laughs> sorry, guys. Apologies. So you had some uh, dark nights with Poe and Monroe. Yeah, tell us I about these dark, and, uh... these dark, nights with Poe and Monroe. Yeah, I did because I played that
3: game. And that's what the title is. Very good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so i'll go into the review then shall i (laughs) Yes, but in your own time, I mean, <laughs> whenever you wish,
3: yeah. So it's called Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe. Um, if it's an FMV game, uh, if you've heard of The Shape Shifting Detective or The Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker, it, which are other FMV games, it's by the creators of that, and it actually uses, I think, two of the characters from The Shape Shifting Detective, Poe and Monroe. And they're two basic, they're basically two radio hosts, and it's um there's sort of six episodes um, that you go through with them. Um, And as I said, it's an FMV game, but unlike some other FMV games where you decide what people say or decide on an action, um, you basically choose, there's like two images that you have to choose between. So for example, they might be having a conversation and then it might show a close-up of like, I don't know, a a radio fader or a door, and you have to choose between those two images. Um, And that's how kind of the choices are made in this FMV game. So basically you are these two radio hosts, Poe and Monroe, and the tales are very kind of supernatural and weird. I think I I wrote down, um, I'm also reviewing this at the moment for Adventure Gamers, and it's uh, a mix of the supernatural and saucy. Uh, because both of the, they both they're having a sort of illicit affair. Poe and Monroe, uh, Poe has has a wife or partner uh, wh- who doesn't know that uh, he has the hots for Monroe, and I don't blame him because Monroe's quite attractive. Uh, but um, that's by the by. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, basically, there's these six episodes, and each one is kind of a weird kind of dream like. It's it, it, sort of David Lynchian, I would say. There's like odd things happen in each episode. Um, you know, the, the supernatural elements. It feels very kind of Twin Peaks-like. If you've ever listened to the podcast, Welcome to Nightvale as well, it feels a lot like that because it's based around this town called August where basically weird things happen. And Poe and Monroe never seem to be taken that much by surprise when these kind of odd things happen. Um, like there's, what, for example, one episode is... Um, Someone is, uh, I think it's Poe, that, that they have this kind of strange episode where this person turns up and believes that Poe is actually Edgar Allan Poe. Um, and it, it, the, a lot of weird things happen, but basically they have this kind of odd dreamlike state of, of this person believing that he he is Edgar Allan Poe and the sort of elements of Edgar Allan Poe's work is sort of intersected with what's going on in real life. Um, So it's kind of, you're you're supposed to not take it at at face value. And because of that, sometimes the acting is a little bit hammy, I would say. Uh, It's a little bit melodramatic. And I have to say, particularly the person who plays uh, Poe, sometimes his accent is quite annoying. (laughs) Um, And he's a little bit... uh, over the top and I kind of get that that's sort of the point of what they're playing for it's sort of melodramatic almost Victorian kind of horror supernatural but sometimes it's a little bit grating um and the story does kind of waver some that you know one or two episodes are really excellent uh there's one where Monroe is hypnotized and weird things happen while she's hypnotized and that was a really interesting episode and then other times it it does get a a little bit too far-fetched and you're a bit like I don't actually understand what's happening now so you have to kind of really go with it, um, but for the most part, I think it's kind of a fun. You know, the six episodes. Each episode is maybe at most sort of twenty minutes, half an hour. Um, I think sometimes the the danger with obviously when it's an F and where you're looking at two images and you have to decide quickly and which one you're going to pick, it's not clear what that image represents. So, you know, which path you're choosing. Whereas, you know, for example, I was reviewing Late Shift uh, the other time and it was very clear with that what path you were choosing when you ch- chose a choice. This is like a bit like, oh, if I pick on this whistle, what what's, what does that mean? And part of the puzzle is sometimes guessing what's going to happen next when you choose that choice. Um, it's like a time thing as well. So you don't have much chance to be like, well, what does that mean? Um, So that was a little bit, I was like, oh, you know, it'd be better if it was a little bit clearer as to what was going on. But I kind of was captivated by the stories. I thought it was an interesting concept. I mean, there's no real puzzle solving because it's just, you know, you're going through these stories. Um, Yeah, it just felt very like, I enjoy the sort of kind of Wicker Man, Twin Peaks style concept of it. Uh, I think it was about enough. I, you know, these six episodes. I was like, okay, I, there's sort of some running themes as well. Uh, the first episode is all built around this guy calling up, who then attacks the radio station, and they they think he he's he's done, but then he keeps calling out through ep- further episodes, and it's like, okay, he's he's still alive, even though we've killed him. So there's like kind of weird. Basically, sort of supernatural concepts like that where, where it kind of keeps playing on and you're like, OK, this is, you know, it's, it, it's got it's got running themes. It's not just separate episodes. So I would say if you're into that kind of world, give it a shot. Um, it's uh, it's definitely not, you know, sort of straight, serious <laughs> stuff like maybe things like the complex or other things like that. You know, it's definitely there's a it's played it. And sometimes, you know, there's some quite funny dialogue between the two um they do, they do spark quite well off each other, poem and row, so that that does work quite well. Um, but it's definitely, I would say, the hammier side of FMV than like some of the more stellar, stellar like cinematic things we've seen recently, like the complex.
0: Okay, it seems to be a lot of FMV. Yeah. Games out this year. I
3: know it's it's definitely it's clearly become a genre that more and more people are investing in. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just like playing a lot of them.
1: (laughs) No, no, you're you're absolutely right. No, I think there are more. uh, I also think it's because it's getting cheaper to make them.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. And
1: and it's it's another. um, It actually requires like actors and stuff, and Mm. sometimes that maybe can even be cheaper uh, than having someone do very very beautiful pixel art.
0: Well, Mm -hmm.
1: it's it's just uh, yeah, there are more and more because they are getting better and better too. Yeah, so and I think
3: one thing I did like a bit like you see at the end of life is strange. At the end of uh, episode, you get you do get a rundown of the choices you made, and I don't know how they calculate this, but the percentage of you know like the choice you made against the other choice, like you you know like you get with life is strange, like you chose this choice and fifty one percent of people chose that choice. As opposed to, yeah, that's to, quite
1: normal in FMV yeah. uh, games.
3: which was, yeah, so that I mean, it's nice that that that's included as a sort of an extra element. If you wanted to go back, I have to say, after doing the one playthrough, I was like, no, I think you know that's that's enough. I've kind of got the concept of this, and I don't feel like mm. that's going to change too much uh, compared to something like Late Shift, right. where I was like, oh, actually, I really want to see what is different. No multiple, no
1: multiple endings with this one.
3: I think them. I think there are, in the sense that there are different choices. So probably, if you chose a different choice, you would get a slight different. It was hard. To, it didn't say, "Oh, you've collected this amount of endings," and because they're they're separate episodes, I guess. So it's not mm. one big story. And that's another thing. It does. Whilst there are some running themes, it does feel a little bit fragmented because you know it's they're all very different things that are going on, and it's not at the end you get this sort of thing like, "Oh, you you discovered this, and there's still this to discover." Um, but I would, yeah, if, if perhaps you enjoyed the shape-shifting detective and that kind of thing, that there are some people I think that pop up from that as well. And, and actors as well. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, if you enjoy FMV, I would say definitely give it a go.
0: Cool. Yeah. So it a play, the shape-shifting detective. And the first one, what is it? Dr. Decker? Yes. It was who actually
3: does turn up as uh, a character, um, in Dark Nights with Poem but it's oh. the infectious madness of Dr. Decker
0: like I've heard about that game as well I believe that came up in Naroscope uh, last year so um so yeah so okay well thank thank you Laura I'll I'll be sure to check that out as soon as I can then so that's Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe you're
2: listening to Radio August Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe we work the case ourselves why you sneaking around here earlier?
3: I'd like to report a kidnapping, please. Joe, Do you think I'm a kidnapper? It's gone too far. <laughs> I suppose you've all the time in the world. It's not your son that's in danger.
2: Don't you have a dishwasher anyway? I did. He's under the screed. Who are you? You know who I am. I'm Eminem. The Rapper? Let uh, the darkness consume you. That boy could get hurt. Steady. But what choice do we have, Poe? You always have a choice, Monroe. but that doesn't mean you can change things. Po? These stories are getting mixed up. Yep. No. Dr. Decker. But it's a dream. I never said it was a dream. You made a wish with a talking painting. Now you're saying it. that does sound a little suspicious, doesn't it? It's magic. It's done. I'm going to kill you. Maybe we should have a safe word. Monroe. She doesn't care about you. She's been killing me. I thought you cared about me. Your lips, so luscious. Oh. They're making me think things. Can you stay? I should not. Lucky that's there, then. Ah, yes. The camera. I love you. I love you. And your wife? Disappointing. We will never talk of this again. Ever. Let's just go. Dark Nights. With Poe and Monroe. Just let them do their thing. Fine. Break the capsule and try to avoid death. Death? He's
0: kidding. And okay, so... Now we come to the final game. So, Thomas, you've been quiet <laughs> for, the <whole laughs> for the whole episode, but you and I had a chance to play this game called Virtuoverse, a game where people go into their own augmented or virtual reality to escape their own reality. The big difference here is that it's not
1: that people are going into virtual reality, it's that they wear headsets and where virtual reality is superimposed over reality so it's a mix of both and that's also what comes into play in this game uh because uh verse um by theta division and published by uh, blood music is basically a very old star old school style uh point-and-click adventure game it's got very very beautiful pixel art and you control the uh the protagonist uh i must say the faceless protagonist because we never see his face um and he is he wakes up in his in his apartment and his girlfriend has disappeared uh well disappeared as in she left and she left a message that she left uh and he is trying to find her and by trying to find her he gets into all kinds of dangerous things there is a nefarious plot going on that he is becoming a part of because he is looking for his girlfriend and the controls are basically very simple. Um, uh, you uh, you walk around, um, and you can either look at something, or talk to something, or use something. And you can combine uh, items in your inventory. And the one thing I must say about this game, besides it being very beautiful, is that it is bloody hard.
3: <laughs> what way? In what way? Game. What the puzzles, like Uh,
1: yeah the puzzles are are quite hard because um it's not like they're illogical i have to say that it just comes to certain um certain way of thinking that are not always obvious and you have to pay really close attention to to your surroundings to what people say to you in order to get to the right to the right solution and Uh, It can also, like, at one point in the game, um, because the the beginning of the game is quite linear, you have to go from point A to point B to uh, point C. But at one point in the game, you have multiple uh, places where you can go to. And if you go to the wrong place first, you have no clue what you're doing there, which is what happened to me. And I got into a puzzle, and I had absolutely no idea how to solve it. Because... um, I had to go to another place first where I got uh, a big part of the solution to that puzzle. So I went to that other place, I, I finished that area, and then I understood how to do the other puzzle. Um, but there were also uh, some um, uh, some puzzles like you have to scare someone away, uh, a hobo who is uh, squatting near a restaurant, and in order to do that, you have to do certain things with the restaurant. and. It makes sense if you listen to what if you pay close attention to what the uh, uh, the, the hobo is uh, is saying. Uh, Did it is. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it didn't. And if you pay attention at what is going on inside the restaurant, then you can connect the dots. But it is very very hard. And I needed I needed a, a walk several times throughout this game just to to keep me going because it was uh, it was really hard. But the story I thought was excellent and i really wanted to know how it ended Uh, and it ends with uh quite spectacularly Uh, so uh that was that was definitely worth the trouble uh and i just yeah i just had to consult a walkthrough regularly uh i'm I'm not afraid to admit it because i uh, you're not alone (laughs) yeah i I wanted to i wanted to finish this game and i didn't uh and and some some puzzles uh, i just yeah i just had difficult troubles with
0: yeah, I mean, well, he, here is what I take. I mean, I I agree with uh, take uh, just about everything you said, Thomas. I I love the story. I think it looks great. So it looks you know beautiful. Is it pixel art? Um, you know that it, it looks definitely looks very old school. But uh, the story yeah, I found the me, music. It's all it's all one hundred. Oh, the music harder. is is really good as well. I mean, the publishers at least. I, I think that they're they're a band as well. They're professional musicians, which you can tell, as well. And um, I was really invested in, uh, well, the story and at least the other characters. But um, what, following what you were saying with the puzzles, that, yeah, I think they are logical in a sense. They do make a kind of sense that clearly developers took a lot of care and took a lot of time thinking about them and putting them into the game. But as you mentioned with that puzzle, Thomas, I think they could have integrated them more into the story. I think there could have been a little bit more guidance as to why we had to do those things. Because you mentioned that thing with the, the beggar and then doing the other thing. I had no idea what... To, now, when I was doing that, I could I could tell, okay, I know this is an adventure game, so I have to do this, but why am I doing this? And the result turned out to be completely unexpected. I did not know that this was going to result in you know, that solution. And uh, maybe there were, because for a lot of the puzzles, you do have to, I think it's refreshing in a in one sense. That for a lot of puzzles, you do need to pay a lot of attention to the environment and to what people say, that you have to do a lot of observation Um, to, you know, again, if people say anything specific or if there's a symbol that you see, then you better take it down. Or if there's, you know, a, a poster of a blue alien somewhere, okay, you better you note that because that's going to come into play. So that was refreshing in one sense. It was refreshing to use your brain a lot. And definitely, if for people who say that adventure games nowadays are too easy, well, I'm definitely going to refer them to this game because you'll definitely have your work cut out to resolve them. But as I said, I would have liked if there had been a little bit more guidance as to why we were doing these things because the other example I have is you know, with the cat and the dog that you see a dog, and I'm not going to give it away, but you see a dog on a leash, you see a cat on the roof, and then another character says, oh, the cat and dog, whenever they're together, they always fight. So immediately I thought, okay, this being an adventure game, I I know I have to get them to fight. And that puzzle itself wasn't difficult per se. I was able to do that, but I never understood why. And then once I did that, what actually happened was I was thinking "There's no way we would have been able to find out that this would have happened. And I think if even if they just said something like, if they had a character that said, oh, I'm allergic to cats or I'm scared of dogs because the dog bit me as a child and we need to get rid of this character, I would be like, okay, now I know why I have to do this. But um, so the how, it was difficult, but there was clearly a lot of care taken into the the puzzles themselves. But it just felt like a lot of them were just placed there because they were cool puzzles. But I would have liked them to be a little bit more integrated into the game and to the story itself, so because to and to try and think, why am I doing this? Why am I here? <laughs> why am I getting this dog and cat to fight okay. it? But they are very, in, I mean, it's a shame because the puzzles are, are actually inventive and creative for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they are very challenging. I did use a walkthrough myself, but then you do get the aha moment when you do get some of the puzzles. And but then I think just uh, with a little bit more, I think here, just a little tiny bit more guide because they didn't. They didn't didn't have to really change the puzzles themselves, just gives a little bit more guidance as to why we're doing these things. You know, why are we, you know, because I got stuck with uh, Beggar as well. I had no idea because I kept trying to use different inventory items to do different things. And then Thomas told me...
1: Yeah, you get items that you're not using at all in the game. That's all. I I actually like that. You get inventory items that are useless, but you have no idea.
0: And, and well, the, the second thing... Um, about the game is I I was really invested in the story and as you say it's um, you know very interesting ending and a very d- diverse locations really interesting different types of locations and really interesting NPCs but I have to say I didn't really like the main character Nathan that much he is an almighty <laughs> douchebag, an arsehole of the highest order. Oh, he he ruined to so him? many
1: people's lives in this game.
0: Well, you see, Is a bit like with Depone no, Yeah, a, like, really a, a bit. Fast, he? he's, he's meant to be better. I, did like the main, yeah, sorry, I didn't like Rufus and yeah. Pony either. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I think uh, we're, we kept being told that he's a nice guy, that he has a heart of gold and he's, his motives, his intentions are good. He's trying to find his girlfriend, trying to help his girlfriend but he's just ruining everybody else's lives by, by, you know, with the puzzles. I know I get that a lot of this was done for comedic effect, and I do understand that, but I think they went a little bit far with this because, I mean, you you have to commit vandalism. So you have to burn someone's home okay. down. You have to... You get people just, killed. You get one or two people killed in this game just because you want, say, a pen. That is no, or <laughs> it's, well, that's I mean, that didn't happen. You, but, you know, it's something very simple that could have been done in other ways you destroy people's careers in this game now i get it's done for comedic effect but i i was just thinking there are other ways that we could have resolved this and also if they're going to go that route they could have made Nathan a really interesting anti-hero someone like gabriel knight now not expected to be as well written as gabriel knight but you know gabriel knight does some pretty horrendous things but that's because of the character and rufus as well you mentioned again he's supposed to be this Unlikable kind of jerk, but here we, to you know, to we kept being told that he's a nice guy, and as he is, trying to find his girlfriend, he also gets his girlfriend in trouble. I remember I told you, Thomas, that he did that thing, that you know, to basically impersonates her on the dating site, <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, why is she still with him?
1: <laughs> yeah, he ruins two people's lives with that one action. But I think <laughs> I think there is a redemption arc here too because he turned, he, he starts out as a bit of a selfish guy. Uh, that it's only thinking about his own things, and he he ends up being a big hero. So, and I'm not supporting anything with that mm. uh, because that's that's how I felt uh, it it went. Um, um, well, I, I still didn't like it. <laughs> <them, so. laughs> oh, that's that's your, that's that's fair. That's fair. Oh, I mean, I, I, I had no no. I didn't have that much difficulty with that, and I really liked the way the game, uh, the finale of the game. I, I thought, oh yeah, I do agree with incredibly, that. Incredibly, yeah. uh, incredibly cool what they did, and what I also found very cool is at the start of the game because the first thing you have to do is fix your VR uh, set, and once you have fixed that VR set, you get to see the world with the VR, and it's it it turns uh, it turns the, the the game upside down in a way because you you. You get a lot more
0: options. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was really oh, that was really well done. Yes, that was that was incredibly well done. Actually, the visually as well, it, it looks great as well. And um, and yeah, I do agree that with the ending, that the, the last section I did really like. I'm not going to give it away, but then the last few sections actually I did really like. And I think they did go to a lot of effort to make the different locations um, different and interesting, which I think they succeeded in. And, um, and I, I did like the ending myself. Now, I did ask out there on the social medias uh, what other people thought. We did get one comment that uh, to show how divisive the ending at least was. Uh, this person on uh, Facebook said, The cyberpunk genre is beautifully depicted in this game. The art direction is crazy good. Then he goes on to say, apart from that, I thought the game was okay until the last five minutes. In fact, the ending is so bad that it makes the whole game retroactively bad. Now, I don't agree with that. I I think the game... I not agree with that. um, But now he... yeah, he said the ending felt way too rushed and a lot of things didn't pay off. Now, I'm not going to have to go. He didn't go into spoilers, but I think it's the ending would be divisive for some people. Now, clearly, other people, just to be fair, there are a number of other people on the internet who think this game is a masterpiece and who are who love this game. So, again, there are different opinions. I did like it, and I would recommend it, but I had these issues with it myself. I think you probably fair to say you liked it more than I did, Thomas. <laughs> it's just, maybe, it's a shame maybe. Because there, there are a lot of individual things that I liked about it. But then the main character did kind of turn me off. To, again, he just kept ruining people's lives. And um, again, if you think uh, that... I, like <laughs> so I wouldn't play Disco
3: Elysium. You might like it, I wouldn't play Disco Elysium if you have an issue with that.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's more with the character. They kept trying to make this character nice. And I think I would have liked it to have gone the other way to make him an anti-hero. But again, I think other people, a lot of other people it didn't bother them uh you think you're one of these people thomas so i would say i would be really surprised if anybody resolves this game without a walkthrough okay. i would be like Challenge wow extended. bravo <laughs> so i'd love to hear what you talk about uh, yeah, it it. because i'd be like sounds good yeah
1: i i, I really um uh, i really like the game i dig cyberpunk a lot and i think that mm. this, this game nails the whole cyberpunk aesthetic from the looks and the and the I was almost going to say the smells. But the, the, the smells. <laughs> it's, I think,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's very funny as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of humor from the beginning when Absolutely. it says at the very beginning, that, what the weather report, it's going to, it's raining. Tomorrow's going to rain. The next day is also going to rain. And the day after that, it's going to rain. So, yeah. and it. Yeah. I, I just had,
1: I had fun uh, playing it, and I really wanted to uh, mm. know how the story ended. And there were parts where uh, some some puzzles that came very natural. I actually had fun. Uh, I had a notepad next to me, and I was translating mm. certain things. And I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, this is this is really old fashioned uh, adventure gaming." Uh, but mm. there is some merit in what you're saying that maybe some some things could be. Uh, Signposted a bit more, but uh, they clearly made a made a choice to uh, make it definitely uh, yeah. level, and they stuck to it. And uh, I think they made a good game. So uh, if you like oh, cyberpunk and if you if if you if you dig uh old fashioned point and click difficulty, then definitely this is a game for you.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh it's 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 overall I said it's a really good game that they have made the choice to make these puzzles challenging. But I think I'd say it's also good that there are no timed puzzles, no mazes, no uh no deaths, really no unfair deaths. So they have also tried to to be careful to make the game as fair as possible. And the puzzles they are overall logical. Um I just wish i you know that I'd known why I was doing these things, but then again, as I said before, a lot of people really enjoy this game as well. So um, now I, uh, I, I suppose it because I played Cloudpunk just before this, and I really liked the main character in that game. <laughs> that um, that might have affected my judgment a little bit as well. But um, uh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's 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 great. We've had two cyberpunk games come out nearly at once you know we had um you know it's got, what is the expression you know you wait for ages for cyberpunk game mm. to come along and two come along uh, at once. well there's
3: so many out this year <laughs> isn't there because obviously there's the ultimate one cyberpunk 27 twenty seven seven. yeah which oh yeah yes.
0: september i and i believe this was that game was supposed to come out at a similar time to uh cloudpunk <laughs> originally but an now it has moved thing. back yeah. <laughs> so good thing for and and hopefully, you know, a lot of people will enjoy Cloudpunk. And and actually, about Cloudpunk, um, because I did mention some things. I mentioned about the camera angles in that game. And again, t- developers have since changed that. They have since added camera angles, which can be camera, which can be moved around onto walking section. And I believe they've added a first person section. So they are clearly listening to feedback, and they've already added that to the game, which is you know, you know, which is very yeah, admirable. Yeah, that's good. So, that is good. Um so we want to mention that as well. So I would say play both games, play both book and Virtuaverse, because even though they're both Cyberpunk games, they're both very different yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. Which um, but yeah, that was verse and that is available on Steam and GOG, I believe. And uh definitely, uh when you heard the two of us talk there, I, you know we I think that's definitely a recommendation uh from the two of us. Um just make sure i have a notepad yeah. with you okay. <laughs> and um you know definitely definitely old school. But uh, yeah, that is Virtueverse. So I think that's it for this week. Then um, there, uh, is there. Anything else you guys would like to say? Uh, well, Laura, first of all, you've uh, you anything you'd like to promote? Or oh, uh, I guess
3: so. Yeah. So my review. Obviously, I went into a little bit there with *Dark Knight's of uh, Poe Monroe. It is a review, not an interview. It's a review. Uh, oh. I know I get this confused sometimes, but yeah, it's a, a review. That the full like. Uh, length of that will go up on adventuregamers.com probably in the next few weeks. Anywhere else? No, just that. Well, I guess my website, but I mean.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. Thank- <laughs> wow, finally. Oh, <laughs> well, you have yeah. a website. Oh, I did. Tell I did.
3: If you want me to bring it it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, my, it's it's just my oh, name, lauracress.com. Check it out. It's got all my adventure game uh, reviews, so you can find all that and like features I've done for PC Games Network and things like that and other things as well as games like theater reviews and so on so yeah i'm st- it's still a work in progress i've not finished it but it's up there <laughs>
0: so check it out it, it's there and and, and your interviews yep. as well you oh, know yeah, what those my are, interviews right? with
3: lucas pope <laughs> 10 out of 10
0: <laughs> <laughs> interview and review <laughs> yep now definitely check it out so if you want to all your all your articles in one place i definitely recommend people check out lauracrest.com uh, i also have reviews of cloudpunk and of virtueverse up online on adventuregamespodcast.com as well you can find these episodes and uh, also very quickly patreon as well uh we have a new subscriber oh welcome oh this a, I have, here yes a tommy sinivu So thank you, Tommy Sinavu, for uh, joining us and for helping us. So again, if you want to join Patreon, there are stuff, first of all, at the $1 tier, you get early access to these episodes. And for the final, for the $5 tier, you get extra episodes. There are spoiler specials. There was a spoiler special with James Dearden, who spoke about Techno Babylon. He went into spoiler detail about that. Uh, also, I'm starting this, some video reviews. If you are interested in that, I'm putting them up for um, for Patreon subscribers as well. And you help us out as well. So that's patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast if you would like to find out more. And uh, anything else, uh, Thomas? Anything else? Uh, you're, you're playing a game now as well that you'll be reviewing the next episode?
1: Uh, yeah, I hope so. I'm playing. Um... Boreal <laughs> Tales uh, which is a very very weird, uh, yeah, weird it game. Looks not, it looks interesting. It looks yes Not exactly a traditional point uh, uh, traditional point and click adventure. And uh, After that I will go to um, the Dark Eye Book of Heroes which is an RPG. A new RPG that is coming up uh, in a couple of months. I have got a preview, uh, preview copy that I will be playing and I will be reviewing the game once the full game is uh, is going to be released. Um, so that's fun. And I binged uh, Star Wars Rebels on Disney Plus, and before that I binged uh, Clone Wars on Disney Plus, which is also Star Wars. And before that I binged The Mandalorian, and I must say that these three TV shows have completely renewed my faith in uh, and my love for Star Wars. Uh, it's it's fantastic. If you didn't, if you liked the the last three movies, you're gonna love these shows. And if you did like these the last three movies, you're gonna love these shows. So <laughs> just, uh, a, I just had a lot of fun with uh, with them.
0: I, That's good. Yeah, I just finished watching the Mandalorian, which I know is like ten months later from the US, but it's really good. I really enjoy that. It's uh, yeah. Maybe we could do a spoiler special on that someday. But, maybe. Um, yeah. So yeah cool and Laura are you playing anything yes you know um, what you're
3: playing I was thinking of checking <laughs> out something called I don't know if you have ever heard of it called a short hike which is quite it's a it's, yeah oh yeah it's, a, yes. it's very looks like it's quite a fun peaceful game for these kind of times it's only I think about two hours long Yeah, well, we... where you're just basically exploring this island and meeting characters but it sounded like quite a fun little game um yeah, yeah
1: especially
3: exactly. now. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's basically it's, it sounds a little bit like Animal Crossing, but without the kind of need to farm animals. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll probably give that a go, and I may also look at. I think I was going to look at Discolored
0: as well, which I know you reviewed quite a while ago. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That, and an in- interview with uh, Jason Gubby will be oh, up later this year as well. So, um Yeah, he'll be talking about that game, and yeah, that's. Uh, I really enjoyed that game as well. Very interesting puzzles there in that game as well. And uh, yeah, I am playing the Hand of Glory and Early Access version of it because I'm amazing. Also because I've backed it on Kickstarter and the, kick, ba- the backers on Kickstarter get an Early Access. I am really enjoying it. I'll be speaking more in more detail about it uh, hopefully in two weeks when we record next. And after that, I don't know. I I keep meaning to finish the prequel to Life is Strange. Yeah, how many, so we'll how many times has this happened? I should, like, the last few months, I know. It's a running I just, joke. I just have one more episode. <laughs> I just have one more episode. And it's not too long either, but it's just other games keep coming in. Discord. Go, go. Come on. And that as well. Yeah. And that as well. I have to play that as well. So, Get on with it. Uh, well, I know. I'll I'll try. Well, that is it for this week, then. So next week, my i have an interview with Charles Games, the developers of Attentat 1942 and the upcoming Zvoboda 1945. They mentioned, they, they pronounced those words a lot better than I do, but a really interesting, really fun interview I had. And so you can check that out next week. And, um, and yeah, so that is it for this week. So We'll see. The three of us will be back in two weeks. So thanks for joining us, everyone. And stay safe. Stay safe. And keep Keep on (laughs) questioning.